0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of the Super John Cast. I'm your host, John, aka Conk of the John. A little bit about me I have been streaming for a couple years now. I've been doing podcasting here and there on a couple different ventures. Uh, So this is going to be a little bit new. This is just me. This is just me by myself, and we're going to try it out. We're going to see how it goes. Uh, This is an unfiltered, unedited type of podcast, so they'll expect a lot of goofs, gaffs, and um, inappropriate language. Uh, This is not for children, unfortunately. So if you do enjoy some of the uh, things that we talk about in the news, that's cool. But just be mindful that if there are children listening, I will take zero to no responsibility for that so this show is going to be primarily about comic book and video game anime news stuff like that you know we're going to cover one topic one every week uh this week we're actually focusing on san diego comic con that's what we're doing this week uh we're also going to be doing some reviews for either a movie a game or something like that there'll be like one or maybe two types of reviews every week depending on uh, what i do throughout that week So that's basically what this show is about. So without further ado, let's get into the first part, which is San Diego Comic-Con. So we'll start with the worst, which I think was DC this year. Uh, The DC Extended Universe, in my opinion, has not been that great since its inception. Uh, We've had a couple good movies here and there, like Wonder Woman was okay, but I haven't even seen Aquaman or Shazam yet. So you know, in the comments, oh, he hasn't even seen the movies, blah, blah, blah. I get it. I haven't seen him yet. They're on my watch list. Maybe I'll watch them eventually. Whatever. But this year, they had the brass to come out and do a whole hour presentation and show off two things. Which was Shazam 2, Fury of the Gods, and Black Adam. Again, I haven't seen Shazam yet, so... The second one does look good, so maybe maybe it will be good. I don't know. I have zero theories about this movie. I know Helen Mirren's in it, and Lucy Liu, and all the Shazam-ly. That's what they're calling them, I guess. Cool. Black Adam, that's an interesting movie. Um, It's looking like it's going to change the hierarchy of the DC Universe, as Dwayne the Rock Johnson has been saying. But, I mean, it's The Rock's just in everything, so, I mean, they'll they'll pay him thousands of millions of dollars just to be in these movies. That doesn't mean... It's going to be good i mean it does have a pretty stacked cast and there's a lot of cool people in it like dr fate i've been wanting to see something like live action dr fate for a while now so this is an interesting time i'm probably going to go see it just because it does look interesting but i don't know if it's going to be anything that's going to be crazy good uh the fact that the <laughs> the rock johnson comes down dressed as black adam is really cool i guess because he just had to do that for whatever reason what he did so good for him Damn it, DC. <laughs> what are you doing? Like, what are you doing, DC, with, with all these movies? Like, The Flash might be a mess. That's coming out in a whole nother year. It's supposed to be already be out by now or come out in November. Then it got delayed again. And then it got delayed again and delayed and so many delays. I don't know what kind of direction they think they're headed in, but it doesn't look like it's a promising one. It's kind of weird that we didn't see anything about The Flash when they showed some stuff off um, last year at Fandome. Was that last year? Pretty sure that was. But then again, I mean, you know, it could could be some reshoots going on or something. Who knows? I don't know. I don't work for DC. I never will. So we'll see. Now, I just want to preface. I'm not going to talk about everything at San Diego Comic-Con this weekend. There was a lot of animated stuff that they announced. I'm just going to talk about the stuff that I thought was incredibly interesting. Because we all know there was, like, a lot of Marvel animated stuff like X-Men 97 Uh, Spider-Man freshman year, uh, Marvel zombies, all that stuff. But I I really want to focus on some of the things that I really took away. And one of the biggest surprises to me was this new D&D movie. It's called uh, Honor Among Thieves. And it stars Chris Pine and a whole bunch of other people. Like Justice Smith from Detective Pikachu. And Michelle Rodriguez, weirdly enough. And the girl from it, Sophie Lillis, I think it is. Which it looks... Really good, actually. It's surprising. And it's the first time I've ever seen a Mimic in live-action, too. It's in the trailer. It's not a spoiler. And it looks really cool. It reminded me of, like, a Dark Souls level. You know, you just kind of, like, run up to a chest and boom! You get bit right in the fucking face by a goddamn Mimic, which is great. These ones don't kick you in the ass, though, which is unfortunate, or try try to, like, shove you in their mouths. I mean, there might be more in the movie. I don't know. I haven't seen the movie. This movie does look very intriguing to me. I thought it was probably one of the best things like i like out of at least the first day of comic-con you know they released like some john wick stuff i still haven't seen the john wick movies i know I'll, i'm i'm ashamed i'm ashamed of myself i haven't seen them yet but but that was like the coolest thing to me it was like they, they come out with a dnd movie there was like a couple i believe in the early 2000s that were god awful now this one actually looks fun but if it might not be who knows like we'll see it when it comes out in march but it looks pretty cool and i kind of i like the cast a lot like chris pine is pretty good and stuff like i like him he's a pretty good actor he's he's funny he's charismatic he's a lot of fun to watch on the screen so that'll be interesting on uh, the next thing i want to talk about is uh the dragon ball superhero trailer which is pretty damn cool like uh, the animation is a lot different it's kind of like the same as broly a little bit but it looks like a little bit more beefed up and uh, it stars gohan instead of focusing on goku and vegeta which is really cool because gohan's been putting them uh, on the sideline for a very long time which is I don't know why they did that. Like I don't know why Kira Toriyama to thought, "Hey, you know what'd be a good idea? Take one of the coolest characters from the Cell Saga and just make him relatively useless after Buu Saga." I mean, he was kind of useless in Buu, like he did a couple things like the whoa, the Mystic Gohan shit and all that, all that. But it it's like it's a, it's about time they actually did a focus on Gohan and Piccolo, which is really nice and kind of take away like the focus just being Goku. Like I know he's like the main character and he always will be, but like There's a lot of other cool characters in Dragon Ball that really deserve some extra screen time, and Gohan and Piccolo are definitely one of them, so I'm kind of Super intrigued about this movie. I kind of like obviously it's been out in Japan, so there's already a lot of like the leaks out. i trying to avoid them, so I know like a couple of the things that are in the in the movie. I'm not gonna talk about them right now because we're not getting into spoiler territory. But incredibly excited to actually see this in theaters. Uh, I, I missed out on seeing Broly in theaters, which kind of sucked. Um, I did see the uh, Mugen Train movie, the Demon Slayer one, which is cool. It's cool seeing an anime movie in theaters. Like you, you, it's it's it. The last time I can remember like going to see one, I guess if you count it, would be like Pokemon two thousand. Um, And if that doesn't date me, then I don't know what does, so... It's going to be really cool to see this, like, in the theaters, like, you know, lounging back, just relaxing and stuff. I'm probably going to take my daughter, too, because she's really into anime and stuff now. Uh, She hasn't watched all Dragon Ball, but I feel like it will still be a fun experience to take her. Um, So I'm very excited to see this and, like, all the new Android stuff and all that. I guess, like, the main villains, like, Dr. Jero's son or some shit like that. I don't know. Again, I'm trying to avoid all the spoilers I can so I can enjoy the movie as best as possible. A few things I did want to mention about the Marvel animated stuff. I know it kind of glaives over it a little bit. Uh, What is Season 2 is coming out? That was announced. I think that's super awesome. I I wasn't super huge into what it but I thought it was, like, a pretty cool concept. Like, I've always liked the comics and stuff as a kid. Like, different scenarios of these different characters. And I kind of, like... Where they're going with this, it doesn't look like it's... It might, it might be, like, combined into, like, one thing, kind of like the last one did. It looks like a lot of different segregated stories, which is really cool. And, like, uh, I do like Captain Carter a lot. She's, like, she was one of the best characters from the last one, and that Doctor Strange episode is just killer, too. But I do want to point out the fact that Marvel Zombies is also rated TVMA, which is super awesome because that's they're finally. It looks like Disney and Marvel are finally, like, saying, hey, let's make some stuff that's a little bit more mature. Like, they did just put, like, Deadpool 1, 2, and Logan up on Disney Plunge, was really cool like the first rated r movies on disney plus and that blew my mind considering all the fox properties that they have but it's gonna be really cool to actually see like the characters that we've seen in this pg-13 setting i know it's only animated but i mean it's gonna be in like a tvma which is basically rated r and that's gonna be that's gonna be fun especially like in a zombie setting like the marvel zombies comics were pretty fun uh like they're not the best but they're they're cool side story, I think, like in a different universe and a lot of weird, crazy shit like um, Ash from Evil Dead shows up in one of them. There's like just a whole bunch of nutty ass shit going on and Galactus and a whole bunch of crazy shit. So I'm excited to see where they actually go with that. And like the heroes and villains that they chose are interesting. Um, I still don't know where Hulk is. And Thor, so maybe they'll show up. Because they didn't show up in the What If episode of Zombies, so we'll see where they kind of show up. But I'm excited for these projects and X-Men 97 too. Like, I'll talk a little bit more about that later. Um, that's going to be super interesting to me too because I really like the animated series a lot and seeing that continuation and seeing if they're going to try to tie it into the MCU. It's going to be very fascinating. That comes out like next fall, so it's another year away, but, you know, it's coming, it's coming, so that's good. And now for the main event, which is probably what a lot of people are going to be listening to. The MCU panel. Kevin Feige, the man, the myth, the legend, storms on stage and says, Hey motherfuckers, look at what we got coming for phase five. And then, you know, to top the top of the strawberry <laughs> Sunday off with a cherry. Top that strawberry, you know what I'm saying? He says, hey, we're going to show you a little bit of Phase 6 too, but not too much because D23 is right around the corner, and I have commitments to that as well. So we got a whole bunch of stuff to look at and, like, theorize about and talk about. Like, the, f- the- obviously, Quantum Mania is coming out in February. That's one of the... They showed off some stuff with Kang and all stuff. They also confirmed MODOK was going to be in it, which... um I don't know how they're going to pull that off and how they... It's its good that they're finally doing some of the creepier and crazier shit in the MCU now. Like, they just kind of, like, don't give a fuck now. It's like, hey, we showed you a big, giant, purple fucking alien. Now here's a dude with a giant head that kind of, like, floats around. Interesting. Maybe that's why they canceled that Patton Oswalt show, which I actually thought was pretty fun. It was a fun show. It had a cool um, voice cast and all that. But, I mean... Maybe that's why, <laughs> but it kind of primed people, I guess, maybe. If anyone actually watched it, I know I did. I thought it was a pretty cool show and fun to watch. So Andy Park also came out with um some some art for the movie as well, which showed the um man Wasp, and Stature. Stature's going to have a purple costume with purple Converse, which is pretty cool. And uh, Kang's looming in the background, and I can just say Kang looks fucking awesome. I'm very excited to see that movie i'm glad they actually pushed that up uh, because the marvels like that's gonna be a movie um i wasn't a huge fan of captain marvel one like i thought it served its purpose to tell a story but i feel like it didn't do too much for the mcu but maybe the marvels will be a little bit different and it'll be like more of a triple focus than a singular focus which will be probably interesting i did like maria rambo a lot in scarlet witch show wanda so we'll see how that goes and miss marvel was pretty good too so i'm excited to see more of her and mom Velania was really great in that show um but back to uh the next thing on the list is secret invasion which is scrolls and scrolls and more scrolls and nick fury and maria hill and everyone being like who's who's a scroll you scroll hey everybody's a scroll that comes out in i guess winter it doesn't really give a day it just says winter 2023 so that's gonna be fun to watch too then we got guardians 3 which they also showed off a little bit more and gave a little bit of backstory on uh looks like we are getting the high evolutionary which is super cool i'm not gonna say the actor's name because i'm gonna ruin it and get people mad at me so we'll, we'll just skip that for now but will poulter uh boy does he look jacked as shit from the little kid and we are the millers to fucking adam moroc that's ridiculous like that casting decision like is actually pretty fucking smart on kevin feige's part because I mean, he does kind of look the part and he can, he beefed up. Like he, he's, he's jacked looking now. I mean, they didn't show anything really. Uh, James Gunn did say, I believe today that the CGI wasn't really finished in the trailer. So it didn't show it out, but it would have been kind of weird if we got a Guardians 3 trailer, which comes out in May and we haven't even seen anything from Ant-Man Quantum Manium yet that comes out three months before that maybe <laughs> that'd be a bold move but i mean marvel trailers have been super weird lately with thor coming out literally like two months beforehand same thing with spider-man no way home like last year i remember everyone was like just waiting and waiting and waiting and then august came around and finally we got something and it confirmed everyone's suspicions that there were going to be multiple spider-man in it, which they were spoiler alert for spider-man don't if i haven't seen a movie that's been out since december um there are three spider-man in that movie, which is awesome and everyone loved it and everyone cheered everyone cried everyone clapped it was a grand old time the whole theater stood in applause uh then we got the echo show uh which is confirmed to star Daredevil and Kingpin which is pretty cool then we got uh Loki season 2 which comes out next summer as well which who knows what that's going to be about probably more TV uh the Marvels which is July 2028 I <laughs> mean sorry July 28 2023 yeah 2023 yeah whatever who cares uh which again we were kind of touched upon that and then blade was finally given a release date as well which is gonna be november 3rd 2023 which i'm pretty excited about that actually blade was one of like my first comic book movies that i really saw which i wasn't supposed to because i was i think like nine or something or eight or something when that came out i remember my parents like watching it and then at like night when we went to bed and I just like snuck and I watched some of it and I'm like oh yeah Blade's awesome so like Blade holds like a weird like nostalgia piece of my heart for some reason and like the first two movies are pretty good and the third one was like okay cool that was a movie Um uh, then we finally got some more info on Iron Heart is coming out in fall of 2023 and for the next project Agatha Coven of Chaos they changed it from House of Harkness Coven of Chaos which is actually a better title in my opinion because <laughs> who's in the house? Just Agatha? Who cares? Like Coven of Chaos sounds way cooler because it makes it sound like it's more of like Agatha and her coven of witches than anything. And it'll obviously have to do something with the Darkhold, and maybe we'll get more into that stuff. Which Multiverse Madness kind of went into that stuff, but I don't feel like we got a lot more. Like I, I feel like we got like more of the backstory, but we needed. I wanted a little bit more because Darkhold's been a pretty prominent thing in the comics, so that'll be um that'll be fun to watch. Uh, then next up we got Daredevil Born Again, which famously after a comic book title, which is going to be apparently 18 episodes long of Charlie Cox, Charlie Cox beating the fuck out of Vincent D'Onofrio. Good for him. That'll be fun to watch again. It's odd that it's 18 episodes, which is basically three seasons of a standard Disney Plus show, so they're they've got to be doing some sort of thing in there. Maybe they're going to bring in some of the Defenders back. Maybe Spider-Man will make an appearance? Probably not, but we'll see. Um, Disney does have that one Spider-Man cameo uh, up up their sleeve, but they're probably going to save that for some of the stuff later. After that, we got uh, Captain America New World Order, which who knows what that's about. <laughs> I sure as hell don't. And then, oddly enough, Thunderbolts caps off Fave 5, which a villain team-up movie, which is probably going to be better than the original Suicide Squad, but the James Gunn version was pretty good, so be be hard to top that one and be a good villain centric movie but we'll see and that's the entire phase five slate right now so that's definitely something to look forward to over the next two years and just when you thought it couldn't get any better Kevin Feige goes look here look into my fucking eyes we're gonna show you some shit from phase Six. First up Fantastic Four November 8th 2024 finally a fucking release date for this movie that's been announced for three years same thing with blade too though blade was down three years ago and we finally got a release date for that but no casting no nothing on it just a release date not even a director attached because john watts left so we'll see how that goes and then the last two the avengers kang dynasty may 2nd 2025 and not more than a couple months later we have avengers secret wars to cap off phase six now that's a bold fucking move that move i don't think anyone's done that since the matrix where they released a part one and part two type thing in the same year or like a sequel in the same year. So I kind of see why they're doing that because time-wise it makes sense to get, if you're going to have all these actors in one spot, that's what they did with infinity war and Endgame, But those movies came out a year apart. So this way they can kind of do the same thing and have everyone there get all this stuff filmed and then be like, Hey, you're good. So this would probably honestly start filming in like early to early 2024, late 2023. So that means they need to... It's either started writing, like somebody started writing it or not. The Russo brothers are not attached to this yet. Either of these movies, they have said that they want to do Secret Wars. So we'll see who's actually going to direct it, which that does kind of worry me in a sense. Like I do trust the Russo brothers with these characters and handling a big team up because they've done it three times now with Civil War, Infinity War in Endgame and they've smashed it each time so it's gonna be weird if they don't at least come back for one of them and have another director do Kang Dynasty but it could it could be anyone honestly it could be Kenneth Branagh for all we know he could come back he did Thor 1 he's gonna come back and do another one that's probably not going to happen, but that'd be fucking nutty if it did. So it's really, I think, honestly, whoever does Fantastic Four might be in charge of these Avengers movies. That's my theory on this. As to what actually is going to happen in either of these movies, who knows? Kang Dynasty was a huge thing in the comics, and we we do know that Jonathan Majors is going to play multiple variants of himself, which is going to be nutty to see like we thought seeing like josh brolin as just thanos was cool but this man's gonna play like multiple versions of himself. stuff it could be like rama tut could be iron land he could be a whole bunch of different variants of kang and like to i hope they actually stick to the whole like nathaniel Richards thing too which i think they will i think that's why they had to f- like get fantastic four out when it is so they can kind of like introduce it and then they can go back to that in one of these movies but i think with secret wars If I'm hoping, if I'm hoping, Dr. Doom has to be involved some way. We've been, we've been waiting for a good Doom. Rumor has it, he might be in the new Black Panther movie. So we'll see. We'll see. Because that's what we need. What we need right now is some Doom. We've already had Gloom. Now we need the Doom. Okay? Marvel, I know you're not listening. I know probably you got a hundred things on your mind. But if you don't give us Doom in Secret Wars... There will be a lot of angry sweats out there. There'll be a lot of sweaty dudes with, like, half mustaches that are going to be very upset. Maybe a full neck beard, too. I don't know. I don't know these people. It's I'm just rolling off the top of my fucking head right now. So we'll see when those movies come out what they're going to be about. I do have some theories. I want to kind of break those down maybe a little later. But, right, like, I don't want to get too into it because I can honestly talk about it forever. But I do want to talk about the Black Panther trailer before we move on to the next segment of the show. Um, That trailer looks ridiculous like it's cool. honestly the namor like i've never been a super huge fan of him but they nailed his look really well like he even has a little ankle wings which is the coolest shit to me because i didn't think in a million years that if they were gonna do namor in any capacity that they would have any ankle wings because they look ridiculous but they did they just looked dead in the eyes of everyone that they thought they were gonna disappoint. point said you know what fuck it we're gonna give this guy ankle wings that he did i don't know what this guy uh Tenoch Huerta or whatever his name is who's playing Namor is from. I've never seen any of his movies but he does look really cool. He looks physically imposing as Namor as well and obviously this movie is going to deal with the untimely and tragic passing of Chadwick Boseman who in my opinion was perfect for the role of Black Panther but I agree with a lot of people they probably should have just recast it with some multiverse hijinks but I mean... It's their decision ultimately at the end of the day. I was one of the hashtag recast T'Challa people. Not because I don't believe like it should stop at Chadwick. But I think like in order to carry on his legacy in some way. We need the character of T'Challa in these movies. And not have like the role of Black Panther immediately just be thrown over to someone else. Which I mean I I know it has in the comics and all that. But it just seemed like a weird like kind of like thing that they were just like you know what, we're not going to recast it i mean they re- recast freaking Rhodey and bruce banner like without a problem but i mean i know there wasn't any uh, like unfortunate deaths when when it comes to those recastings but still very weird i'm very excited for this movie especially with all the leaks going around right now about someone possibly being at the end dr doom so we'll see if that is actually the case when it comes out in november i'm very excited to see more of this movie, though. It looks really cool. Um, it's probably sure that Black Panther now. Like, there's no doubt in my mind. Unless somehow they just decide, hey, we're going to bring back Killmonger for some reason. Now he's good. Even though we saw him in if be a dickbag, whatever. Um, but that's about it for the Marvel stuff. It was a pretty damn good panel really blew dc out of the water like i mean ah man they really could not beat that but d23 is also right around the corner so there's gonna be more announcements then i mean there's like a whole like i think seven or eight slots in phase six that haven't even be t- been touched upon like obviously armor wars is gonna be in that um i w- would hope there would be like some x-men sort of movie like either like a mu- mutant it's like centric type of thing or who knows maybe an x-force movie uh deadpool 3 is definitely got to be one of them too because i mean ryan reynolds is writing it right now and he's already been to marvel studios like a thousand times so that's stuff to look forward to in september when that goes on during the weekend of the night so definitely talk about that more then all right so now it's review time so over the last actually 24 hours i've watched all four of the x-men reboots i guess you would call them like first class days of future past apocalypse and dark phoenix i've watched those all in I watched them basically all last night. So what I want to do is talk about these movies. I'm not going to spend too much time on each of them because there's four of them. But I do want to kind of like touch upon them and give my general thoughts. First thought, first class. Still the best X-Men movie in my opinion. It is really good. The, The fact that Matthew Vaughn didn't come back to do any more of these is ridiculous. The only bad thing I can say about this movie is that Beast kind of looks weird but he always I think honestly Beast's best look is Kelsey Grammer's look in the last stand. That he looks perfect now. I think that's like the perfect beast look because it mimics like the animated series and kind of like the comic books as well. Um, I base a lot of things off off the animated series when it comes to X-Men, because that's what I know most about, like with X-Men wise. That's what I spent a lot of my time watching as a child. So that and like the Spider-Man animated series, which we'll probably talk about eventually on here. We just gotta just gotta watch that all again. <laughs> But yeah, First Class is definitely the best one. Like, you got Sebastian Shaw in it. You got Kevin Bacon, like, playing him. And he's, like, intimidating and, like, doesn't give a fuck. It's great. Like, there's a whole bunch of good things about this movie. Like, it's written pretty well. Like, it wasn't written by the normal, like, Simon Kinberg, who's done i think most of them i know he did days of future past definitely apocalypse and directed dark phoenix for whatever reason so i think that's what really it stems from is like the better writing team and a solid director in matthew vaughn like he really did this movie justice and it looks good too like this movie came out like let's what 2011 and it still holds up like cg wise and like all the characters that they introduce are really cool like so and they come back in subsequent films as well um havoc's like in three of them and then but like they're it's an interesting movie because they were like let's re- reboot the x-men franchise and they're like cool okay brian Singer's not coming back all right cool then we get this gem this lovely gem where like sets stuff up like perfectly to like kind of like link itself to the quote-unquote present x-men timeline and then you get to the next film which is days of future past and it's set between the future which is like like the Hugh Jackman universe we'll call it and the James McAvoy universe for whatever reason they decided like days of future past is, is a great like storyline. Like I do like it. Um it involves Bishop normally, so I, or in and Kitty Pride, which they're both in the movie, but Bishop's more of like a like a B-lister in the movie. He's just kind of there shooting at sentries and dying, which I thought was a weird flex. because Bishop's a cool mutant. <laughs> he has a cool power like he can absorb the energy and put it into a gun. That's sweet. But like the main the main issue I have with Days of the Future Past is that they have to rely on fucking Wolverine for everything. Like it's always like Oh, how are we gonna do this? Wolverine, and do you know why? Because Brian Singer came back to do this movie for whatever reason, after Matthew Vaughn, they're like, you know what we should do? We should bring back Brian Singer, the guy that doesn't understand X-Men at all, because he doesn't, <laughs> for whatever reason. Like, ugh, God, like, this is not the worst one though. It's it's definitely, like they, they get progressively worse after this, which is a shame. Um, Patrick Stewart is, like, top tier in this movie. I do like his Professor X portrayal, even though he died and then came back. Like, I like how they set the door in Last Stand for him to come back. They're like, yeah, you know, he can... It's unethical to put someone in someone else's conscience, and he's like, well, fuck it, I'm gonna do it anyways. And Magneto gets his powers back too, which, it's such a cop out. (laughs) It's like, if you're gonna kill something, kill it dead. But I do want to point out that Professor X has technically now died at least four times. To my count. Right? Four. Yeah. Last Stand. Days of Future Past. He technically dies. at He almost dies at the end. So I'm going to count that. then you got Logan. And then you have Multiverse of Madness. So that man just keeps coming back just to die. Good for him. He's getting a paycheck. But the whole plot revolves around Wolverine going back in time. To the 70s. uh, To stop Mystique. This is the most Mystique centric. Like they're all kind of Mystique centric for whatever reason. They rely on Mystique who's always been a bad guy but they're like you know what now that we got Jennifer Lawrence we're gonna make her a good guy even though I still think to this day and like people might hate this opinion that Rebecca Romaine was way better as Mystique 100% but that's just me you know and this is when she starts being her like you know assassiny type self and she only does it for part of the movie which is unfortunate because that's the best part of Mystique and she's an interesting character but not interesting enough to be a focal focal point of a movie so that's why I thought it was like a very very odd like, choice, like, like writing-wise, to, like, make her the focus. Like, it would have made, honestly, more sense for Magneto to be the main focus of this movie and have him be, like, the one that causes the whole thing. And that way we can have Ian McKellen in the future have, like, super regrets about that. Because Mystique's not even in the future at that, at, at that point because she turns back into a human at the end of Last Stand. So it's it's very odd for her to be like, yeah, this is Mystique, yeah, she's going to shoot ball of a trash, you know, Mystique. Mr. Mr. Of the Trash is gonna shoot him, but I—it's such an odd choice. And like watching all the mutants die at least twice—is it, it just like we get it, okay? We we want to kill this universe, but yet they keep trying to come back to it. <laughs> like I'm I'm not, I'm not gonna talk about the entire movie. I'm just gonna talk about plot points and stuff like that, and the endings and stuff like that. The end, like the ending of this movie, like doesn't upsets upsets me so much because they bring up bring back all these characters only for nostalgia but for nothing else that they do they do nothing with them like they bring back gene they bring back scott like beast is there randomly too like he's not he's not working in politics anymore he's just back there that's how it was in the 70s like they just brought everyone back for no reason except for be like hey the future changed. these people are back but guess what we're not doing a damn thing with them and that's what irks me most about this movie like i said it's not the worst one but it's definitely not the best one all right, moving on to Apocalypse. This is like the f- the first in the long string of just disappointing and unnecessary movies. Maybe not unnecessary, I should say, but Bryan Singer should have stopped at Last Stand. Days of Future Past, like I said, is like a, is, is like a solid seven movie. Like it's, it's watchable, but this movie has like zero direction. It's almost like they were like, hey, we have this villain Apocalypse. We should do something with him, but what? And then they don't again this is another movie that for whatever reason has a lot of mystique focus like she uh, after the after the last one she's kind of like a hero and now she's like idolized by all these mutants and people like that you know that are looking for some sort of hero to look up to because the x-men is a thing but not really a thing Uh, this is also a movie where they they reintroduce scott gene and jubilee and also nightcrawler uh jubilee's was technically in the original trilogy but did absolutely nothing she does the same thing in these movies she goes to the movies and that's about it other than that she's a background character they don't even try to show her powers she has barely any dialogue and Jean makes a very smart comment when they go to see Return of the Jedi she said the third movie is always the worst which she's she's kind of correct this one's not the worst but if they wouldn't have done Dark Phoenix this one definitely would have been one of the worst the third one if she, if that one-off joke was about the Last Stand, 100%. That movie is still to this day nearly unwatchable, kind of. <laughs> but I digress because we're talking about apocalypse. Oscar Isaac does a phenomenal job with what he has in this movie, as the lead villain in this in this movie, who recruits Storm, Psylocke, Angel, and Magneto. Because you can't have an X-Men movie without Magneto being in there as well. He just needs to be in every movie for some reason. I get he's a very prominent character in the comic books, but if they could just do one one movie without Magneto in it... And I know Marvel Studios will probably <laughs> reboot it and have Magneto in there as well, which is fine because that's the f- the first introduction in the MCU of Mag- Magneto. But boy, every single movie that they've done, besides like the Wolverine movies, have had Magneto in it. And that's only because... Wolverine and Magneto are like polar opposites and they just don't blend together. So it makes sense why he's not in those movies. So this movie focuses around, obviously, Apocalypse being resurrected. He's found in Cairo by Mor- Maura McTaggart, who was absent from the last movie for whatever reason. But now she's back for plot. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, like I said, um, they have to rely on Wolverine too. Because he's also in this movie. As a proper Weapon X, I guess you could say. But he has like a weird like exchange with gene too which i thought was weird because this dude's like almost 100 years old and she's like a teenager in this movie i thought was a little strange but i mean i guess character wise it makes sense but it's still kind of weird um but we do know a lot about brian singer now so uh, anyways alexander ship is actually really good as the storm of this movie i really liked her there was um, Olivia Munn, too. I, I I don't know why they never brought her back because she, she played Psylocke in this movie, which was, God, perfect casting. Also, shout out to her and John Mulaney for having a kid. Super weird, but they did. I'm pretty sure that's her. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong, whatever. But, I mean, there's so much, like, in this movie that they could have done correctly. Like, their, their one-off mention of the Four Horsemen thing was stupid like they should have just been called the four horsemen like they should have had like a complete like costume change to i thought like they normally do and like they kind of show that in the beginning of the movie when he's in egypt like back in the whatever ad so it's like why don't you just do it here like yeah like oh you changed storm's hair white cool like oh you gave angel metal wings that makes sense but i like the blue face look of of like archangel like i think that one looks really cool but they just they can't commit to it they just can't and like god the final fight scene is it's so predictable and like i haven't seen this movie since it came out in theaters either so watching this again was a lot of fun because it was almost like re-watching this movie for the first time <laughs> which is cool you know you haven't seen something in a very long time and finally we have a rewatch, and it's like okay i don't remember any of this happening i don't remember it being as predictable as a one as it was before But I remember watching it and being like, this is exactly how it's going to happen, and that's how it happened. Because they have to, for whatever reason, shove fucking Phoenix down your goddamn throat so they can ruin it again. Also, I want to shout out Cody Schmidt McPhee as Nightcrawler. He's a fantastic... Both of the actors that have played Nightcrawler in um, the original trilogy and... The new trilogy trilogy has been great. Like they kept the the German stuff with it. The accent doesn't sound phony like some accents sounds. You know, it's it's he's really good in this movie as well. Like I think, God, I wish this movie was better though, because I really liked Oscar Isaac too. And like just the way he dies is God. They just have to pull off Phoenix. Like they couldn't have had anyone else kill her. It's just who we got. We got Gene. This is Phoenix. Like fuck it. It's like I think Brian Singer just came back because they. Wanted him to come back, and he's like, "I want money and to ruin this franchise even more." And Simon Kinberg needs to stop. Like, something needs to stop him from writing Mar like Marvel movies. And like, I don't know if his other movies are good, or if he has done any other movies. I'm not gonna check because I don't really care. But God, God, they're so bad. And like, the worst part about this movie is at the end they show like all the X-Men like in like full suits, and it looks cool, and like that's like one of the best shots of the movie. But then. They do nothing with it in the next one which i'm about to get to (laughs) now in terms of simon kinberg being a huge disappointment not only does he write the dark phoenix but he does come back and directs it as well which this man has never directed a movie in his life i'm pretty sure and you can tell in this movie because god this dialogue is awful <laughs> and like the actors like you can tell jennifer lawrence is done in this movie in the beginning of it spoiler she does die like Jean kills her and i believe it's within the oh, god it's got to be within the first 35 minutes of the movie that she dies she just looks done with this shit by this point and like don't get me wrong like i like jennifer lawrence as like mystique slash raven but i don't know rebecca romaine just did it better because she was like the actual version of Mystique, I should say. And, like, they tried to make her a hero. And, like, I know it's, just, like, a separate timeline type thing. And, like, I guess it makes sense. But I don't know. I kind of like, I like the, the the OG stuff. You know, like, the original stuff. The original recipe, as one would say. But but this movie, <laughs> I swear, like, they were just like, we need to do this movie. And we need to do it right. And Simon's like, I got you, fam. But then didn't. And they introduced aliens in this movie. that have zero purpose other than to be there. As to kill at the end of the movie <laughs> like it is such a waste of Jessica Chastain it's ridiculous I've never seen someone so wasted in a movie since ugh, I can't I can't even think of someone but Lord this like this is uh, so last night was the first time I ever watched this movie I like I didn't see it in theaters I never like rented it after it came out I watched the new moons before this I waited to watch this movie just because I heard it was such a dumpster fire. And it is it 100 is like i don't even know why like i've martin like i'm pretty sure disney owned fox at the time this came out i don't know why they were like yeah let's release this because i don't i'm pretty sure it made no money i would i would shelve this i would have put this somewhere i would have put this in the disney vault never to be seen again until they decide to release aladdin again for the hundredth time like that's it's it's mind-blowing that this movie actually got released and it does nothing for the x-men again they Take away those cool, awesome suits we saw at the end of Apocalypse, which were comic accurate, finally. After years and years of people going, like, hey, can we get some comic accurate suits? And First Class is like, well, we got the ones from, like, the OG comics. We're like, okay, cool. But we want to see, like, you know, the normal ensemble, you know, like, Storms and Jeans and all that stuff like that. And Cyclops. Like, and Cyclops looked fucking awesome at the end of Apocalypse. But now they're just back in black and yellow for whatever reason simon kinberg wrote the last movie and i'm sure he wrote that scene that said hey they show up in their in their costumes and that goes you know what i think we're gonna we're gonna try something a little bit different you know gonna make it more more uniformed again and it looks stupid the one thing i can say about marvel studios is that they do a great job with the costumes making them look a like they would be in real life and also look cool like John Kazinski's like Mr. Fantastic like suit, even though it was fully CG and I understand why they did CG, because like if he's not coming back, why he spent all this money to make a costume if he's only never only gonna wear it for a few minutes and then die. Same thing with Black Bolt, but like those suits look really good. And like the suits at the end of Apocalypse look good, and they just don't do that. But I digress from the suits. Like I like I know the costumes, whatever. But the way they handle Dark Phoenix again is basically a retread of the last stand, but with a different actress. In a different time setting. It is almost beat for beat the same as the last stand. Like, it makes. Like, why. Like, why? Like, it's, it's like, hey, let's make this, do this better, but they actually I, it's the same level of quality. I can't say it's worse, because I, like, it's like, like I said, it's like a retread. It's like the same type of quality that lo- the last Sand was. Like, the way they handle Jean, the way, at least this time like, the Phoenix Force was actually, like, a cosmic thing. Like, that's the only thing that, would, like, I was like, okay, yeah that's what it is. That makes sense. Like, she has something inside her and that kind of, like, amplifies it a little bit, I guess. Cool. That's Okay, and that was a cool beginning of the movie. The first fifteen minutes are the only good part of this movie. Is when they go up to space and then she sucks in the the Phoenix Force, and they don't even call it the Phoenix Force. They just call it like the Force, like it's some fucking like Star Wars fucking like side story or something. Like it's like they can't even commit to calling it what it is. And like like I said, the aliens is the movie. I don't even know what they were called. I think like the lead one was called like Vuck. Or, like, Vux or something like that. Or, I don't know, Fux. It was something stupid. And they had literally no reason to be there except for to be, like, some, like, cannon fodder to fight at the end. When Gene's like, you know what? I want to be good again. I don't want to be the Dark Phoenix. I want to be the good Phoenix. And, like, oh, God. It would have made more sense for it to continue just... Being the Dark Phoenix and then obliterating this entire fucking timeline. Because that's what this movie, that's what this movie did. And obviously the murders between Disney and Fox. Like it obliterated this timeline regardless. So why couldn't they just commit to like just having her fucking annihilate everyone? That would have been a way cooler ending than having her fucking... God, (laughs) it was so bad. Like she just like power hugs her, brings her up to the sky and then just explodes. It's like cool. And also they have a fight on a fucking train. Like why? Out of, out of all the places they could have a fight on, they had a fight on a goddamn train. Like, how original is that? How fucking original is having a fight on a fucking train? Like, it makes sense for Captain America, like, in the first Avenger. Because that's, like, he's Captain America. Like, he's not going to be flying around doing shit. He's, he's, a, he's a man that walks, you know, and rolls and does shit shield stuff but like you have like someone as powerful as the fucking Dark Phoenix and you're having a fight on the goddamn train and then she decides to crash the train and then it's like basically over at that point god this movie is such a disappointment i'm like i'm i'm ashamed of myself that i watched it and i'm ashamed that it took me so long to watch it at the same time, because I could have been shit talking this movie like a long, long time ago. But instead, like here I am in 2022, three years later, finally watching this movie and finally talking about it. And it's awful. It's just bad. Now, like the big thing is like, what movie was worth? The Last Stand or Dark Phoenix? And like I said, they're about the same quality. But at least <laughs> The Last Stand had a subplot with the cure that made it interesting a little bit. That's it like the whole focus is on Gene, and that's it like even Beast has like some weird change of heart and he's like oh you you killed the now I'm I'm going to be a bad guy for like 20 minutes and it, it, none of it makes sense it's 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 irrational this whole movie is irrational the fact that they had a, a gentleman who nev, never directed a big blockbuster and, uh, granted he's been writing them but direct this movie is an a pox like it's i could have directed this movie and probably done a little bit better job like maybe not a hundred times better but at least i would have got some things more comic accurate she would have had a they would have all had comic book accurate costumes in the beginning of this movie for continuity and then it would have been called the phoenix force and then gene would have not fought this random alien thing and it would have had to do something with like star jammers and like all this shit it you know you know and uh Lilandra and the gladiator and all this shit like ugh, it's it's awful but like so if i could rate if i could rate all four of these movies together uh, okay i'm not gonna rate all four of them. i'm gonna rate first class and its own separate thing because i feel like days of future pass fuck the timeline up so first class i'm gonna give a solid 8.5 because it's 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 a really good movie, consistent plot, makes sense, and it's not written by a bunch of teabaggers, you know? Now if I'm going to rate Days of Future Past to Dark Phoenix, I'm going to give it a six for the trilogy, because I consider this the Kinberg trilogy, because that's what it is. They were all written by Kinberg, two of them were done by Brian Singer direct, directing-wise, but oh god. like It only gets a six because Days of Future Past is watchable, and X-Men Apocalypse has some scenes that are cool and make sense, but... Every Like, every X-Men in some way is underutilized. And, like, that's the biggest fault with some of these movies. Like, that's where movies like Endgame and Infinity War, Civil War, like... They all had things to do... Like, each hero had a thing to do in the movie. And it made sense for the plot. And it made sense to, like, progress the story in the, bro- like, broader spectrum of the MCU and everything. But, like, here they just had people thrown in that do nothing. Like, Jubilee is the hugest... The hugest one. Like, she just... She's there, she goes, hangs out with him, and then she's just seen randomly in the background for the next, like, movie and a half. It's, it's terrible. You know what? Screw it. I'm taking taking that 6.5 back. We're going to drop it down to a, to a, f- a 5.5. Just because it loses the point for just completely dismissing Jubilee. Because I love Jubilee. I don't care what anyone says. Our powers are not stupid. They have some use somewhere. And she's a cool character. And now for the segment of the show that I like to call What I'm Playing and Watching. And these are things that you can also comment down below, talk about what you're playing and watching, or talk about and discuss about what I'm playing or watching, or what you plan to do in the future. This is a fun little segment. Uh, currently right now, I'm rewatching all of X-Men, the animated series, mostly in preparation for X-Men 97. And just because, you know, it's on Disney Plus now, now, so it's very easily accessible. Remember when I tried to watch this, like, I think like 10 or 12 years ago, it was you had to go to some like weird website that had like old 90s cartoons and like you definitely could have got a virus from the website i don't even remember what it was called it was like something remote or, like blinks remote or something like that it was like some weird website but that's currently what i'm watching there are, um i'm going to start a couple different trilogies and stuff too i like to watch things in trilogies now that's like my weird thing that i'm doing um as for what i'm playing video game wise um i just started ghost of tsushima which has been a fantastic fantastic game so far i don't even i think it may be like a fourth a third of the way in. I'm not sure. Uh, I just got got past like the first castle area part. And it's been pretty good so far. I like this this game a lot. And it looks gorgeous on the PS5 too. And like not to flex about having a PS5 or anything. Because I know they're still kind of hard to get. But this game looks really, really nice. And the fact that the uh, PlayStation has the new like premium or whatever they're calling it. I don't remember what it's called. But I upgraded my PlayStation Plus. The new, new thing. And now you can play all these games for like not free, but they're included kind of like Game Pass, which is really nice because there's some pretty heavy hitters on there. You had like that game, um, Returnals on there as well, and a couple other like pretty nice games. And the other game that I'm playing right now is, is Stray, which is also on the pass as well, which is, God, it's just so adorable. It's, it's, it's life changing. I'm telling you, if you haven't checked out Stray yet, like it's a brand new game. You play as a cat, you can meow on command. Who wouldn't want that? Who wouldn't want that? I'm just saying. So, so that's what I've been playing and watching so far. Next week, it might be something different. Who knows? I, Ghost, maybe that game will take me a while. But Stray, Stray is only like an eight-hour game. I think like I, I should be done with that by then. So now, the, the one of the last things I, I want to like, I want to ask, what is everyone's favorite retro game? It can be anywhere from like PS2 or GameCube or Xbox or any of those consoles and before. That's what I'm considering retro. Some people are saying that Wii and PS3 and all that stuff's retro right now. I don't think I'm old enough for that yet. I can't handle that. But what is your favorite retro game? What is the game that you can look back on, either with a whole bunch of awesome memories or any nostalgia? And drop those down in the comments below. I want to have a discussion about this. Uh, mine, everyone already knows, but it's Mega Man X2. That'll always be like my favorite retro game like of all time. And the the best part about it is the game that you can play in, like if you're good enough, under two hours. And so it's a good game with good replayability. But I want to know what yours are in the comments down below. So. Let me know. Let me know. Share. Share with me. Come on, tell me. Let's get the discussion going. That's what this is all about. It's about talking about things. So this concludes the first episode of Super John Cast. And thank you all guys for listening. If you could, share this to a friend. If if you know anyone that likes this type of stuff that we talk about, give me suggestions on what things that we can talk about, how I can make this better. You know, it's a learning experience. I need to know what everyone's thinking so we can do this and make it better. I'm also thinking about having some maybe some guest speakers every every, every once in a while. But we'll work on that when that's when things start to get going. But right now, this is going to be a weekly thing, and you can always find me at Twitter at ConquerTheJohn, at Twitch.tv slash ConquerTheJohn, and anywhere else that you may want to look. It's always ConquerTheJohn everywhere, so just find me, you know? Thank you all so much for listening or watching if you're on YouTube. Have a great day, evening, or night. Whichever place you're from, I hope you enjoy your time awake and your time with me. Thank you all.